Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Folks, we always cherish this opportunity to come across your radios and airways and share with you. We've been moving along in the book of Proverbs. We've been looking for wisdom. You know, we had such a long time, almost a year, in the book of Psalms, Stephanie Wesco, and um, it has a different feel. We went from that place of learning to praise God, learning to pray to God, learning to cherish God, looking at prayers that didn't really look like prayers. You know, they look kind of smart alecky at times or a little bit. Uh, less than religious, but then to learn that God is all about our hearts and what we're given. And then we come into Proverbs and we get this idea where we're seeing these warnings and things not to do and things to do and the way to grow and the way to be. And we, on Friday, uh, last Friday, we get to this uh, Proverbs chapter two, and, and we studied those first eight verses. We talked about a couple things. We talked about how uh, God's wisdom is so powerful to us and and what it does for us. And we talked those first five verses about God's gift of wisdom and and uh, applying it to our hearts and using those things. And we talked uh, most recently about the benefit of wisdom. And and then my commentary guy talks about how Proverbs chapter 2 could, is really looking at this harlot or this uh, tramp monger, you know, this man or woman trying to reach out and snare somebody, catch them and in their trap. And we live in a world today that's just filled with traps, Stephanie. And so it's good to be coming here and looking for wisdom and how we can get through this and how we can stay away from those traps. And so, so catch us up this morning. Uh, Stephanie, how are you? Well, Doug, it is pouring rain and um, a, a perfectly, you know, classic fall day from that perspective. So I'm here by the grace of God because my body does not do well with rain like this. So, but we're here and thankful to be able to well, be involved in this, this morning. Yeah, I'm thankful too. I got up real early so I could bang out my six mile walk and, and uh, really get my head screwed on right, do my Bible reading and things of that nature. And, and uh, I'll tell you, I'm thankful we didn't have rain here. We had it last week. We had a solid week of rain last week. So, this week, we're not seeing as much rain. I'm thankful for that. And uh, so we have this segment, Stephanie, called uh, You Might Be a Knucklehead If. You Might Be a Knucklehead If. I think you might be a knucklehead if you're price gouging the cost of beef and meat. And we already talked about bacon. Who's ever responsible for this is a knucklehead. Whoever is cost gouging this is a knucklehead. I saw a pot roast the other day when I was at the store. It was $33.00 for a three pound pot roast. And uh, I'm not even sure if that three pound pot roast would feed your family, Stephanie. I just, Oh, you, you'd be amazed. We stretch We're we're stretching meat. I, I bought a, it was, a, it might've been close to a three pound. It was between two and three pounds and was 23 bucks. And, um, you know, you eat a lot less meat when it gets that expensive. So we are, um, we're kind of going back to Cameroon mindset as far as less meat, 
and more rice kind of mentality with the kids. And they're okay with it because we lived that way a long time. And legumes. Yeah. Beans are good. They're doing okay. Yeah, vegetables, beans. We're going to get through this. We just, uh, I think the guys in Knucklehead was messing with the price gouging. Oh, That's agree. all I'm saying. I, I think it should There's, be all right for a man to get a T-bone for six bucks a pound again. I, I don't know if we'll see it in my life, but uh, it was just 10 months ago. And, uh, yeah, no I'm, kidding. I hope it comes back and uh, praying that it comes back. And, and then we have this segment and we... You know, we do it food that's right with God, books that are right with, you know, this segment, really, we, we don't worry too much about it. We just want to help people know things that we like, things that we love, things that are great, and uh, things that we enjoy. So I'm actually going to do a vacation spot that's right with God. So we just got back from Gatlinburg. So for those of you who have not been to the Gatlinburg, Tennessee area, so there's Pigeon Forge, Gatlinburg, Gatlinburg and Sevierville are all this area wrapped around beautiful mountains, very close to Cherokee, North Carolina. As a crow flies, it's probably only, uh, you know, if we could take a helicopter, we could be there in less than an hour, but driving there is about three and a half, four hours into the mountains. But uh, I got to tell you, folks, do something like that. Get up there, enjoy it, walk around the mountains. Pigeon Forge is the more rock and roll commercialized bar, big parking lot, shopping centers. Gatlinburg is the more country, more uh, that farm feel, you know, that decoration for the house, things that really Stephanie's a uh, that kind of decorator. Debbie is, you know, the sweet country-looking decorations, that farm feel, that real good feel to it. So that's a place that's right with God. So we can do places that are right with God, too. Obviously, the greatest place that's right with God is Almighty Heaven. But, uh, Stephanie, we've been going through Proverbs, and so this being our second day, and we're in Proverbs chapter 2, and we're going to go ahead and bite off the whole end of Proverbs here, starting in verse 9. But I just want to encourage you folks, I know I've mentioned this before as homework, it's okay to read the whole book of Proverbs about five times in a row. You know, don't take it away from your other Bible reading, but just read it over and over again. And that way, as we go through and we talk about it, and as we listen to it, and as we uh, try to uh, seek illumination from God to share with you folks that uh, perhaps it'll be a little more understanding to you, or it'll be something that God can hide in your heart. And uh, he always does that when we take the time to get to know his word. Starting in verse 9, it says, Then shalt thou understand righteousness and judgment and equity. So I took my pen and I, yeah, yay. Every good path. You can't use your pen to circle words and cover up another word is the moral to that story. When wisdom entereth to thine heart and knowledge pleasant unto my soul, discretion shall preserve thee, understanding shall keep thee to deliver thee from the way of the evil man, from the man that speaketh forward things. Who leave the path uprighteous to walk the ways of darkness? Who receive to do evil and delight in the forwardness of the wicked? Whose ways are crooked? They forward in thy, their path to deliver thee from the strange woman, even from the stranger which fluttereth with words, which forsaketh the guide of her youth, forgetteth the covenant of her God. For her house inclineth unto death, and her pass unto the dead. None that go unto her return, neither take they hold of the pass of life, that thou mayest walk in the way of good man, uh, and good man, good men, 
and keep the paths of the righteous. For the upright shall dwell in the land, and perfect shall remain in it. But the wicked shall be cut off from the earth, and the transgressors should be rooted out of it. Stephanie, what are you seeing here in chapter 2 of the book of Proverbs, starting at verse 9? Well, last night I was reading through um, these chapters and doing a lot of journaling, and something that stood out to me both in chapter 2 and chapter 3 is the whole concept, and and we're going to see this. We saw it somewhat in Psalms, but it's heavily emphasized in Proverbs. But the idea of paths, the idea of walk, um, the idea that we are always moving somewhere in life. We're always on a path. Yeah. And as you read through these, again, it, it just kept coming back to me. You know, what we went through last, um, our last podcast, talking about God keeping the paths of judgment and preserving the way, in other words, the path of his saints. And we have all these contrasts given to us um, in Proverbs. And as, you know, as we read through these verses, God is there giving, offering wisdom and discretion, those two, those two qualities stick out powerfully to me. Wisdom and discretion, those are our paths of deliverance. Yeah. Yeah. The Bible says discretion will preserve you. Yeah. Preserve you. Yeah. And, and coming to God and saying, God, in myself, there is no wisdom. You know, we have the wisdom from above um, that James talks about. And that is what God's wisdom looks like. It's pure, peaceable, gentle, easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality, without hypocrisy. In other words, it's centered around truth, centered around the the truths that we are given in God's word. And you have that versus the wisdom that is from this world, that is earthly, sensual, and devilish. And you're going to follow one path or the other. One of those wisdoms, and obviously one um, the wisdom, quote unquote, of this world is obviously evil, wicked, foolish, scorning. Um, but you're going to be on one of those paths. There's not, there's not a in between road. If you are, if you're choosing to ignore counsel and truth from God's word, then you are, whether you would admit it or not, headed down the path. Yeah. And you know, you may not be down deep in the valley that it'll take you to yet. But perk your ears up and listen, because Verse 11 says, wisdom shall preserve the understanding, shall keep thee. And then it gives the reason to deliver thee from the way of the evil man. Yeah. yeah and then it, it, it. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say in verse 13 says something powerful. It says, who leave the paths of uprightness. In other words, there are evil men and evil women out there who have purposely chosen. It's not that they wandered off because they were careless, they purposely made a choice to leave the paths of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness. And that is a powerful warning, verse 13, that when we harden our hearts over, and I've seen this happen with people, where they harden their hearts over and over and over to the truths of God's word, where they literally make that purposeful choice to leave the paths of uprightness to walk in the paths of darkness. And wow, what a scary place to be. It is. And, and you know, again, talking about that woman that uh, they use an example of a, uh, of a woman who's left God, who's, 
taken on the role of, uh, you know, being a tramp, of being in the wrong place, but it, it's given us this thing. This is all of us. This is the life we all live. Do we go toward that woman? Do we go toward the dark place? You know, using it as an example, do we go toward that bad man? Do we go toward that darkness? You know, what do we do? And it uses this word discretion, and discretion is a pretty big word when it comes to living a life for God. It's you know, it's behaving or speaking in such a way that we, we try not to offend people. God's word may. We we try not to, you know, discretion always talks about how we handle things in a particular situation. And I think it leans itself more to that, you know, how we and we look at things and we have discretion and say, no, I, I don't need to be involved in that. I, mm. you, you know, I don't need to be involved in anything with somebody who's left their God. I don't need to be involved in the darkness of life. Because it's so easy to hit that darkness. Just yesterday, Stephanie, I had a call, uh, came in last night. You might have saw my post on Facebook where uh, this lady called me from one of my supporting churches and her nephew with PTSD and probably some other things. And, you know, PTSD just makes everything hypervigilant. And so probably, you know, he's a knucklehead as well. But he went to his mom's house, stole a car, grabbed a gun, uh, was going to... Uh, you know, shoot his uh, ex-girlfriend and kids or shoot himself or whatever the case may be. And is driving across country and, uh, you know, trying to get to this house. And fortunately, the cops caught him just when he got to the house and he surrendered, turned everything in. But this is what this is what I'm thinking. You don't wake up one day, go to your mom's house and steal her car, get your dad's gun and go over to shoot somebody. You know, you take a you take a step. There's a discretion problem there, Stephanie. Somewhere along the way, you know, this guy started going down the wrong road, started walking in darkness, left God, and mm-hmm. uh, whatever the case may be. So we don't wake up one day and automatically say, hey, man, we're going to go do this. We're, no. Uh, God's word is so true here. Whose ways? He's warning people. Uh, talking about these people, you read 13 there, who leave the paths of the outrighteous, of the uprighteous to walk in the ways of the darkness, who rejoice to do evil. They're happy about doing evil. When you start hanging out with that crowd that's happy to do evil, that's, that's involved in this wickedness to, uh, to, you know, to deliver thee from a strange woman, to deliver thee from strange people in your life. And man, the whole world's got everything. You can get whatever you want out there. You can, you know, I hate to say this, but this world we live in today, it's so easy to leave God. It's uh-huh. so easy. That's why we need to protect our hearts. That's why we find ourselves in Proverbs. That's why this hypervigilant PTSD guy who's going through the ringer, who's going through the fire, when he got on that wrong road, when he started living in darkness, when he started being around the wrong people, you become one of them. You leave God's wisdom. So, uh, I mean, it's just, and it starts maybe, I think, Stephanie, I don't know what you think about this, but I think in a lot of times it starts with just a rooter bitterness. I think a lot of times it just starts, you've been hurt or, or maybe you feel like you've been done wrong or I don't know, but so many times this starts so, uh, what am I looking so small, such a small thing will lead you to that darkness. Such a, such a small thing will lead you to that, this terrible place you shouldn't be going. Small things will do that. So we have to have discretion. We have to guard ourselves from them to deliver thee from the strange woman, uh, ever from the stranger, which flattereth with her words. And, and boy, doesn't the devil flatter with words? 
doesn't the devil's people flatter you with words and say, oh, honey, you don't deserve this. Baby, that's not you, which forsaketh the guide of her youth and forgetteth the covenant of her God. And that's what happens. Those who are saved, who go to darkness, who go down the wrong road, who find themselves in the wrong place, are looking around saying, I'm around the wrong people. This is what happens to you. And mm-hmm. uh, But here's the good news. I think starting in verse 20, Stephanie, there's some good you know, there's some good stuff to chew on here. It says thou, and there's good stuff throughout this, but that thou mayest walk in the way of good men and keep the paths of the righteous for the upright shall dwell in the land and and the perfect shall remain in it. But the wicked shall be cut off from the earth and the transgressors shall be rooted out of it. So I, I think Stephanie, what are we trying to, you know, what are we trying to learn? What is God trying to say to us here? Two paths. I mean, what are you thinking? Is he's talking about two two plans, two ways to live? Yeah. Well, that's and that you know, I think of the Sermon on the Mount where Jesus said, "No man can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold the one and despise the other." And you know, there's always we have the he talks about the narrow road versus the wide road. Yeah. Um, over and over, we're given that there's two choices, and um, I think that's what that's what wisdom comes down to is understanding I can't play the fence. If you if you can't be neutral. Yeah. Never. You're you're never neutral. Um you may not understand a certain subject so hence maybe you don't know what to what position you should take, you know, on a political issue or whatever. But when it comes to life, we're never neutral. We always we're either lazy or we're diligent. Um, and that doesn't mean you t- don't take times to rest, but resting doesn't make you lazy. Um, that's a, that's a lie from Satan that resting makes you a lazy person. God built a day of rest into the week because we're supposed to rest. And unfortunately, a lot of times we don't even rest then, um, we pay for it, but over and over and over, we're given examples throughout scripture of I've, I've given you, I've given you a choice to make. And I think of um, so many people throughout scripture who came to that crossroads and chose one path or the other. And we have good and bad examples going all the way back to Cain and Abel. Yeah. Um, Abel chose God. He chose wisdom. Cain chose himself and became the first murderer. I don't think Cain set out to be the first murderer, but he made a choice. And again, you have that anger and that bitterness that, that, and it, it really boils down to, Doug, whether you're focused on serving yourself or serving the Lord. Because if you're focused on serving the Lord, you will desire his wisdom. You will desire to know him. If you're focused on yourself and getting attention, pride, arrogancy, all of those things, you will go down the path of the strange woman. Um, and again, I've watched this happen personally up close. Yeah, me too. And it's, you can, you can picture scenarios when you read these verses because it's it is true it will happen this this path i've watched this the path of the fool be followed perfectly and it keeps going down 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 and it, and it scares me it makes me tremble for where that path's going to end up yeah when the tale of the eternity yeah and, and you know and i chronicled so again i'm trying to remind the folks of Chronicle and write something down. So I'm trying to write a verse down on every podcast. I had a couple here and there. Last time I ended up writing down uh, verse number eight. And I think today for me, if there's one verse that's talking to me, and I'm going to ask you about yours, but for me, I really like 21. 
because I'm leaving, you know, this particular proverb, Proverbs 2, I'm leaving this particular proverb with this thought on my mind, for the upright shall dwell in the land and the perfect shall remain in it. So for me, I need to get out of this second half of chapter two. I want to, I want to be upright. I want to dwell in the land. I want to remain in it. I want to have that relationship with God. I, I, I don't want to have a break in service. I don't want to be all messed up. I don't want to be that person uh, that the Bible was talking about that's forsaken the God of our youth or the guide of our youth and, and, and forgetting the covenant. I don't want to be that guy. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't want to rejoice in evil and all those words we talked about. That's not me. Now, if there was a verse that you would chronicle, uh, starting at verse nine to the end of the chapter, which one do you believe it would be Stephanie? Well, I did chronicle a bunch last night and I should have bought, brought my book along. Um, but I think when I, when I read this passage, I think I put verse 20, um, it says that thou mayest walk in the way of good men and keep the paths of the righteous. Mm-hmm. And that really struck me with the, just the fact that God doesn't give us rules. He doesn't give us his word. He doesn't give us guidelines. And I like to call them guidelines because yes, there are rules in the, in the word of God. And, and, but we don't live in the old Testament. We don't live under the law. We live in the age of grace And does that mean we throw guidelines to the wind? No. If anything, it should make us pay more attention to those guidelines. Understanding that God has showered so much grace on us and that we can have joy in those guidelines and protection and safety. Um, But when I read that, it just reminds me that everything we've said up to this point in, in Proverbs 2 isn't given to make life miserable. It's given so that we can walk in the way of good men. We can walk in the, in the way, in the company and in the fellowship of other godly men and women who are seeking to know and love and serve the Lord. And understanding that when we walk in those paths, um, somewhere else in Proverbs, and I can't think of it, but it says her ways are ways of pleasantness. Yeah. And we may be coming, I actually think that's going to be in, in Proverbs three here. Yeah. Um, but her ways, of pleasantness and all our paths are peace and that path of peace that path of knowing i'm in the center of god's will there's no better place to walk yeah i agree i agree and and folks that's what this is all about it's it's walking the right way it's trusting god he and you know i'm going to go back to a song that we played last week i'm going to play it again for you right now he sets me free because i think as i look at this particular proverb and and I'm talking about it, God does set us free if we do the things that he's telling us to do, if, if you know, that we may walk in the way of good men, as Stephanie was just reading, and keep the path of righteousness. For the upright shall dwell in the land, and the perfect shall remain in it. And folks, if you do that, he sets you free to be in that land. He, he makes you perfect. He takes care of you. And this song I'm going to share with you is He Sets Me Free. So listen to this song. If there's anything we can do for you, make sure you contact us on uh, uh, our Facebook page, Helpful Wounded Spirits. We'll make sure we get right back to yours as quick as we can. And uh, listen, listen to every word Brother Eric has to say to you this morning about knowing for sure you're going to heaven and knowing Jesus, Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. And here's our song, He Sets Me Free.
His glory shining in my eyes. He's the God of eternity. He sets me free. When my world starts to Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth, and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.